How are you? Hang on, I'm going to stop you there, Raymond. Before we get going on this week's podcast, this is a little reminder, if you wouldn't mind, to rate and review at the end. You can also subscribe so you automatically get our latest podcast the minute we put it up. I think you mean drop. Drop what? <laughs> did you just say drops? Yes, I did. The podcast drops. It's not land. <laughs> no. I always prefer when you say, hit that subscribe button. Well, whatever you do, make it easy on yourself and subscribe. That's better. So this could go disastrously wrong. As in? It's not even recording. You can't hear us. So as it happened, it was working. Um, and what you're about to hear is the two of us sitting across the kitchen table, staring into each other's eyes. <laughs> it's quite quite odd, actually. It was, can we talk about it, actually? Yeah. It was quite odd. Because normally with when there's a microphone in front of your face, you kind of, well, I don't know about you, but I kind of look at the microphone when I'm talking and I flick up every now and again, you know, just to make sure you're still there and not talking to myself. <laughs> but yesterday we were actually sitting opposite each other, staring into each other's eyes while talking with no microphone in front of us. Because the microphone was like the size of my thumbnail attached to my top. Yeah. So we did say things to each other that we'd never said to each other before. Well, that's not really true. Is it? No. <laughs> Jesus, talking about selling it. You're a good man for the old promotion. <laughs> well, the fact that we did say things to each other that we never said before. But you did. Yeah. Um. <laughs> anyway, please stop overselling this. Okay, well, right. I, I, and apologise in advance for the quality. It's not, not up to our usual standards. Thank you, Jenny. It's thank actually you, Jenny. not up to our usual standards. You might notice that, or you mightn't. And this makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. We're just talking shite. Stop talking now. Yeah, shut up. I'm back to the kitchen shut table. Up. I'm back to the kitchen table. Uh, goodbye. <laughs> oh, yeah. That yeah. and the fact that I sound like I am submerged in a submarine of snot, which I am. And there's a lovely background hum of the dishwasher. That's the nicest noise in the world. Is it? Yeah. Well, for me, it is. It is one of the nicest noises. If I've done a bit of a clean, put the dishwasher on and sit in the couch. Ah. Oh, my God. I just love it. Like, that is my white noise. That is my lovely noise. But it's not working because it's doing something specific to your brain. It's working because it's like Pavlov's dog. It's kind of like, yeah, I suppose that... You associate it with... With kind of clean yeah. and I can sit back now. Yeah. And it's cosy to me. That is a cosy sound. Because all those other... The white noise actually does something to your brain. We did it recently. It's, there's, there's all sorts of pink noise and purple noise and blue noise and brown noise. I know, I heard some. Some of those noises were just they all, But they all sounded the same. But when no. you put them all together, oddly... Some of them sounded like nails on a blackboard to me. They were like harsh, you know, harsh noises. Whereas that noise, I don't know if you can hear it in the background. I don't know. Will people be able to hear that? No idea. Not really. (laughs) But we we don't know. But it is, it's just lovely. So that is my white noise. If you ever want to calm me down. Or if I'm ever in a coma, you know, like in that really shit movie that we watched the other day with Channon. Channon. Is it? Channing Tatum. Tatum Channing. Tatum Channing. I is think. it Channing? No, it's Tatum <laughs> Channing, isn't it? Chan- stupid name. Like, it is actually a stupid name. Are you allowed to say that? Yeah, you are. It's a stupid name. But anyway, a really bad movie that he's in and his wife is in a coma. Anyway, my point is, if I'm ever in a coma, you can play this to me. Okay. Record the dishwasher. And if I smile, then you know I'm in there. 
I remember years ago, because those things are in movies, you know, where they play pieces of music to people when they're in a coma and they, anyway, but years ago, like this is back in the 90s, yeah. when we were on the den, a family um, contacted the den and asked Zig and Zag to say something to a little child who was in a coma. Oh my God, you brought this somewhere else. No, and they, and they, and they, the, the child came out of it. What? Yeah. Now, That's I don't know, if, I don't know if it was, you know, it could have been a coincidence, but they did come out of the coma after listening to a recording of Zig and Zag. Wow. Wow, that is a mad story. And just like that, the dishwasher stopped. We're just recording the podcast here, Tom. You wouldn't know it because we've got little ridiculous. What are these things? They're, they're the most the they're, tiniest, the tiniest little, little, little things attached to us. Yeah, people will notice the difference in sound. They're, they're, we've tried it before and failed because we were on the edge of a cliff and it was too windy. Yeah. So we were away for the weekend and I forgot a lead. So. But this is a good experiment. Yeah, it's a good experiment. It is a good experiment, yeah. Can we go back to movies for a bit? The only problem about talking about movies is that I can't remember the names of any of the ones that I'm going to say. But there is a thing, and it's an ongoing joke now with us. I don't know how many movies over the last while, every time we turn it on, the mother is always dead. You're right. The mother <laughs> is always dead. They keep killing off the mother. Yeah. And TV shows and movies, and it's about the family kind of coming together in order to get over the grief. I think the dad should start dying. But somebody said that to me about children's books, yeah. that they always kill off the mother. They always kill off the mother. And what is that? Is it because like it's more, like, not that it's more traumatizing for the family and the man, but that even Tom's laughing at that, but that it's more work for them to overcome that because it's kind of, old-fashioned isn't it it's the idea that the man hasn't been present and you know the mum dying is like the yeah. worst thing that could ever happen but like is there a good story in uh the mum is still alive and so is the dad and the, no but kill off the after. dad stop killing off the mum yeah but uh, i'm quite happy with them killing off the dad i suppose see. a one parent family with just the mother is yeah. a lot more common than a one parent family with just the dad right so it's i suppose the thinking is that it's a lot more interesting because it's not the norm. No, it's a lot more sinister than that. They're just trying to kill off women. They don't, they don't, In literature. They don't, and, yeah, they don't want women film. around anymore. Yeah. yeah. It's difficult, isn't it? This is like a stare-off. Yeah. Usually this is to, actually quite like couples therapy. Yeah. You know, I can imagine that you go in, they go... I want you to sit opposite each other and stare <laughs> into each other's eyes. Now that we're here, we may as well use the opportunity. I'll start. The reason I started fancying you first was because of your wrists and your hands. You have very good wrists and very good hands. <laughs> you know, it is the love week, Valentine's Day on Tuesday. So what you good it? hands. I, you could be a good hand model. Yeah, I can't see that in you this You have great slightest. hands I can't see that and good wrists. Right. Nice amount of hair to skin ratio there. <laughs> right. That's a good attractive quality. And then it was your brain, I told you that. Right, after my wrists. Yeah, wrists yeah, and yeah. hands, then brain, yeah. then your overall good looks, obviously. Uh, yeah. So don't let me stop you. Like, keep the compliments coming there. Yeah, well, well your, 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 your boobs, obviously. I was what? <laughs> Jesus, didn't know he's going to tell the truth there. The boobs. <laughs> well, you asked me. That's that's so funny because these babies haven't been out in a good while. Like that's definitely a period of your life. I know some women keep it going for years. Do you know that they when you say out, as in when they have their breasts out, the type of clothes that they oh, wear. Oh yes, yes, yes. You know, yes, there was definitely yes. a period of the kind of like late twenties, thirties when 
the types of tops that I wore. I don't know whether it was because of the time or the age or whatever, but you definitely wore more yeah. low cut Because tops. you were wooing me. No, it wasn't because of that. It must have been fashion. Was it? Well, fashion, no, see, that's probably not true. It's probably fashion and also because you were considering your boobs as sexual objects and you're putting them out there. We're, we're animals. We're there to attract each other. Yeah. It's like, you know, if a guy's attracted to a big arse, which they seem to be nowadays, that you're going to be wearing more tight pants. But anyway, what I'm saying is I don't wear tops like that anymore. But that's interesting that you say that men are attracted to big arses now. Yeah. Because... It seemed to be. Yeah, but but like, I don't think evolution changes that quickly, mm. which would suggest then that if they are attracted to big arses, it's because either directly or subliminally, they've been told yes. that they should be attracted yeah, yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the most famous women on the planet, whether you like it or not, are the Kardashians. They are famous for their backsides. Not all of them, but the most famous one is Kim. She's supposed to be the epitome of... Beauty. Uh, and in some cultures and with some races, yeah. a big bum is, is a thing of beauty and it's a, it's, it's a thing of health. Yes. And you can't change your race, though. Do you know what I mean? No, so you can't. You yeah. have to kind of go with what you have. So Irish women, we probably would be known for having a bigger than average chest, I'd say. Do you think? Yeah, I think I've so. I've never seen the stats on it. I have never seen the stats either. <laughs> this is purely going on me being out. Yeah, I'd say Irish women in general have bigger boobs than average, right. than their European counterparts, maybe kind of German women as well. And then, of course, there was your sense of humour in your brain and your, you know, oh, yeah. your sense of fun. Okay. It is the week of love. Every single newspaper, magazine that I've picked up this week has all been about Valentine's Day. We've discussed this before, haven't we? Yeah. That, that, that there's, there's sort of a calendar of events. Yeah. But but, like, in fairness, we did. Like, we had Anna Haw and uh, Lily Higgins on. Talking about doing food. Yeah. But we had a broader conversation and Lily Higgins was very funny because I asked her, did she woo her partner with, with food. food? And she said, actually the opposite. Ah. And she told the lovely story of her being at the ATM. Yeah. And him approaching her and saying to her, any chance we could go on a date? I'll cook you anything you want. Okay. That was his opening line. Right. And then as she sort of was deciding, he said, I make my own pesto. Oh, you were like, yeah. She was like, that's it. Marriage. Pesto is so easy to make. No, but for a lot of people, that would be impressive. And that was back when pesto was hugely popular. Yeah, that would have been impressive. discovering pesto. But there's no cooking even involved in pesto. No, but a lot of people would be impressed with that. Would they? I, when I think back to it now, I think you did a good bit of wooing with food for me. Yeah. You even made a menu. We won't, don't go into the details there of what was on the menu, but you did make a menu one day. Printed off a menu, You yeah. did. You printed off a menu yeah. was there. You used to do that. We don't really eat red meat anymore or meat in general. We tend not to eat it. But remember, you used to do that lamb thing with the oh, anchovies. Oh, yeah, yeah. And the rosemary. Oh, and the rosemary. That was lovely. It was, it was a rolled, I think a rolled shoulder of lamb. Um, you get your butcher to take the bones out of it, strangely enough. And then you, 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 in the middle, you put the anchovies Anchovy, and rosemary. Yeah. And then you roll it up and you put it in the oven. I wouldn't like that now. But would then I did, no. I think you would if no, you were. No, no, no. If you were just presented with it, as yeah. opposed to knowing, you know what I mean? If you were just presented with it, as opposed to seeing the preparation, you know, I'd say you'd eat it. No, kind of gone awful, that kind of meat now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's pretty mint much peas, am. mint peas with that. Love mint peas. Yeah. Yum. Yeah, delicious. So yeah. it is, food is. Oh, I made loads, I made loads of stuff. Yeah, you did. Yeah. Loads of stuff. Yeah. 
some of it successful, some of it not so successful. I remember one day I got a book, and I think it was um, the chef from the Cliff House. Isn't there, in Ardmore. County Waterford, yeah. And uh, he had three types of asparagus. So there was an asparagus gel, an asparagus foam, and then asparagus something else. I'm making a face. And I tried I try to prepare that for you. What? Yeah. God, it, it went horribly that. wrong. Yeah. It was good scallops. I wouldn't be a huge fan of asparagus either. And it makes your pee smell. Yeah, it does. Like, it's a very sure, strong like... taste. I can't believe, though, you have such bragging rights, and I can't believe you didn't start the podcast with what you did today. Because, not... because did it actually happen if you don't tell us? About... <laughs> <laughs> tell us. No, because, like, thousands what? of people do it all over the so country. What? It's not, like, it's, it's not, like, it's not a big deal. Okay. You didn't do it. No. I did it. Oh, you told them now I didn't do it. I could have lied and said I did do it. Yeah, well, you, I was on a beach. You, I was on a beach today. Yeah. Dog. I could have gone in there without you knowing. I just hadn't told you. Right. Huh? Yeah. Well, two things happened this week, right? This guy, uh, Cormac O'Hara, back in November or October, he says, we have to read this book called The Chill by a guy called Mark Harper. He's a medical doctor and he has a PhD and he's done all his research in cold water swimming. Uh, anyway, so I got the book and... He was on holidays and all sorts of things. Anyway, we didn't get to talk to him until this week. It's mostly science, some theories, but mostly science backing up the benefits of cold water swimming. What it does to your body, what it does to your immune system, what it does to your brain, what it does to your mental health. And the list goes on and on and on. And it's a long list. And in it, he has um, case studies of people who have been helped. Him and another guy set up this thing in the UK called Chill Therapy. So they actually take people with mental health issues, depression, anxiety, some people with chronic pain or whatever, and they treat them over six weeks or so. And part of the treatment is, well, the main part of treatment is jumping into the sea or a lake or a river or whatever. So with, with that happened this week. Then the other thing was that we were, we were went for a walk yesterday and we met this guy and he sort of went, you're not getting in, you're not getting in. Uh, it's almost like a threat, isn't it? When people, because they had all been in the yes, sea. Yes, yes, yeah. And it was like, oh, you're not getting in. Yeah. Huh? Huh? And one of the things that your man said in the book is, I don't know why he didn't, he said, you know, if you're going to go for a swim, time, location, person. So it's like a, nearly like a promise. Okay. Which is probably a way of making it a little more difficult to get out of. Right. So anyway, after meeting the guy and him throwing down the, the gauntlet, I said, right, 11 o'clock this morning. I'll, yeah. I'll Join you for a swim. Now, to say that I lost sleep over it is not a lie. Oh, my God, yeah, did very, you? I was very nervous about it. You are hilarious. I was very nervous about it because we, we haven't been in the sea. And then when we get in the sea, it's on our own terms. But I was going down and I was going to... And this is another thing that your man talks about is this that sense of community. Yeah. That most times when people get into the sea, it's in a group. So there's the, the slagging. There's the chat afterwards. There's laughing. There's connectivity. They all seem to all be the having the stuff. crack. They're yeah. all having the crack. They do, actually, genuinely. Yeah. They're not like... They do. And they're always having tea and coffee and cake, which yeah. is my kind of people. So yeah. it's a win-win. And, and then this morning I got up uh, and I was actually feeling cold just thinking about it. Uh, and I was thinking, oh, do I want to? No, I don't yeah, want to. Why am I doing this? Yeah, this is yes. ridiculous. And we had a chat last night about getting out of your comfort zone. And I was saying, it's probably good to get out of your comfort zone. And, go, and you were going, why? Why? Why, why bother? <laughs> no, I was why, oh, was that what you were trying to chat about? I wasn't saying why bother. I was like, it depends for the reason and why you're doing it. 
Yeah. I don't like, as you know, I don't like group pressure. And I don't like this idea of because everybody in the group is doing it, that you should do it now. I think we should make up our minds about everything on an individual basis. Like, is it something that you want to do? Yeah, it is. It was something that I yes, want to do because of reading the book. It. I really want yeah. to do it. Yeah. So I, I went down this morning and I wasn't in for, I'd say I was in for about push two minutes. And what does your man say? Is there an optimum time amount you should be in cold water? No, no, no. no. Uh, he, there's, there's loads of stuff. He says, you know, like, obviously, if you're going to start it for the first time, start it during the summer. Yeah. And then build up. Uh, this is amazing. The beneficial effects of it last for 14 months after you do it. That's if you, say if you were, you know, on holidays. Yeah. And you got into cold sea every day. For, for two four, weeks. For two weeks. The beneficial effects last for, last for 14 months oh. afterwards. Because it does... It sort of uh, not it doesn't prevent inflammation, but it reduces inflammation. So does that not mean the then if you do it for the summer, which a lot of people yeah, are fair her, weather swimmers, so then you don't need to do it for the winter. No, the, no. When he says the beneficial effects, it's not as beneficial if you do it every day. Okay, so you should keep Obviously. doing it every day if, you if can, possible. If you can, if you can. Now the number one thing I've heard again and again from people who swim all year round is to wear gloves. Yeah. So you need to get a pair of gloves. And the other thing is, for those say, beautiful hands. people don't get sick. You know, in all the studies, regular sea swimmers don't get sick as much as the general population. Okay. So it does something for your immune system. All right. There's sort of a wanky doodle dandy element of it. And, and, but that's other people's problem. Yeah. They've introduced this, particularly around Dublin, with the dry robes, dry robes and all that. Like, Ignore those yeah, people. Yeah. Ignore those people. So there you had it now. That, that was us there talking, <laughs> staring into each other's <laughs> eyes, staring into each other's eyes. I wonder, did it sound weird. Did it sound more intimate? I think it did. Did it? Yeah, I think it did, yeah. Well, it's up to our <laughs> listeners to decide. Send us an email there. Jenny and Ray home at gmail.com And we'll talk to you full quality. Yes. I won't sound, I won't sound so snotty next week, I promise. I'll be uh, back to my normal sultry tones. Have a good week. See you later. Bye.